Hi, this is Pastor Nick. Um, just want to thank you for listening and thank you for being part of this podcast. Um, this particular podcast that we posted uh, last week on the movie Green Book and the following sermon, uh, we've had some really good conversation about it. Um, it's a nuanced, spontaneous conversation. And over the past week, we've uh, talked to a number of you uh, about it and some of the issues and ideas that it's raised. And um, we just have some thoughts on that. So stay tuned after the podcast uh, for some post-production comments uh, that I like to make um, just following the podcast. So thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome to the CBC podcast, Behind the Pulpit. I'm John Tawa, and today I'm joined with Nick Tawa and Steph Luna. We are starting the movie series, and today we're going to talk about The Green Book. Hello, I'm John, and I'm here today with my brother Nick. Hello. And Steph Luna. Hello. Good to have you guys. Uh, Welcome to our podcast. Today we are here to talk about Nick's last sermon, The Green Book. Can you tell us maybe why you chose that movie? (laughs) It's funny. Just for everyone out there right now, we're actually recording this for the second time. Because <laughs> we forgot to turn on our mics, or I, I did. Actually, we have we have uh, John and Steph pretty well recorded. So, yeah. So that's where we're at. Anyways, Green Book. Um, I don't watch watch a lot of movies, and so uh, I just looked up what won Best Picture. I saw the trailer and said, "All right, let's do it." Cool, and it was good. I enjoyed. Uh, watching, I had no idea what it was. Walking into, it, I was like, mm, "What? Uh, what is this about? What is green? What is the, you know?" I didn't understand the title or any any of the background at all. But going and seeing the clips and seeing you bring it together in a sermon series uh, turned out really well. So thank you for uh, choosing it. Any thoughts on the movie stuff? Oh, I think um, I. Th- well, thanks, Nick, for showing the perspective first of, um, you know, or just the background on the movie of how um, this was through the perspective of Tony, Tony Lip, who was white. And then the character who they were focusing on, the Dr. Shirley, was actually um, or it wasn't from his perspective. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And um, especially nowadays, because we're trying to be more aware of, you know, um, being fair in representation, representation, and all of that. It's interesting that they would allow this movie to kind of go as far as it yeah. did. So, yeah. Here's here's a random thought. Too. I didn't want to put this in the sermon because it kind of undermines everything. Is that when they interviewed Dr. Shirley's brother, he called it a shadow of lies. He mm-hmm. said that Tony Lip and Dr. Shirley weren't even friends, that it was just an employee employer relationship. And so there's this idea that none of this actually really happened. So, hmm. so that's one perspective. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> Talking about the movie and the different clips, uh, for myself, one of the favorite clips that Nick showed was when the white guy was eating fried chicken and they were in the car and they're having that whole interaction and conversation about uh, the chicken he was offering it to Dr. Shirley and I love the growth and the character development throughout the movie and as you kept showing clips and how it just showed who they were and what they were going through. Just curious for you guys, uh, what was one of your favorite p- 
parts maybe that Nick showed uh, in the movie. It's kind of funny because a lot of what made the, you know, they call it dramedy, half drama, half comedy, uh, funny was kind of that play, that the KFC scene. Um, but that's also what made it controversial because it kind of played up kind of these differences and these stereotypes. And again, you know, you go back to Dr. Shirley's family, they say that a lot of that stuff never happened. Um, but, you know, kind of stuff like you said, we, we live in, in um, really tense times, I think, when it comes to race and culture. And fried chicken is one of those things. It's actually um, a real, potentially a really sensitive food to talk about. Um, and uh, so to make light of it, is that right? Is that wrong? Is that good? Is that bad? I, I don't know. It's, there's, there's kind of a lot more there to potentially unpack. But yeah, I'm curious, Steph, what your thoughts were on kind of anything in, in the film, and the sermon. Um, I did like that you brought up that, um, you know, as they were kind of um, wrestling with their identity, um, you know, we can root ourselves in our identity and our identity in, um, in Christ, right? And so, but before you said that, you also asked a really uncomfortable question for me and you asked, um, what's, the cult- what's um, our culture as a church? And where are we off? And I think um, in thinking about that, you know, um, what is the, where are the parts in our church that we're off and where can we be blinded? Just like um, uh, Tony was blinded by, you know, because he was so immersed in his own culture, he was blinded. And where are we blinded? I think that was something that, um, you know, kind of left me thinking. Um, That's a great point, Steph. And I love that topic of church culture because, this is where I grew up. I've been going to church all my life, but doesn't mean I know that much about church culture. I know a lot about Cerritos Baptist church culture because I've been here for 33 years. But when a friend or a visitor comes and they start talking about how Cerritos is so different than even other Asian churches, it interests me. And I'm like, oh, tell me more. I, I want to understand who we are and what we're going through. Because like you said, Nick, you know, if Jesus came to our church today, what would he say about our church? Yeah, so I'm going to just kind of throw that out there back at you guys. If you take a stab in the dark, what do you think our true culture is? I don't know. It's hard to say what our, I think I've been thinking about this after the sermon. I couldn't really put a finger on what the true culture of our church is. I think from outside perspective coming in, you would see we're predominantly Asian American. So um, there's going to be a lot of um, stereotypes on, you know, what an Asian, (laughs) Asian or Asian American church could possibly be. Um, And, but I also, I also know this church is also very grace filled. I think that's part of our culture. Um, The people I feel like are really good people, right? We're good people, but um, at the same time, it also looks Um, there is just a lack of diversity and I don't know if it's because we have been unable to draw a different crowd or um, people are unwilling to invite different crowds it's hard to say um, why it is the way it is yeah kind of along the lines of race and ethnicity and culture I'm just going to throw a statement out and you guys can respond to it could someone who is not Asian and not married to someone who is Asian thrive at our church no 
<laughs> I don't think so. I just think no, absolutely not. I I don't even know like what it is that good or bad. I don't you know whatever whatever. But I <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have a we don't have a lot of ethnicities that are not Asian that come to our church because it <laughs> I think it'd be hard for them to fit in. Uh, we're a certain kind of church. We're a certain kind of people. We do things a certain kind of way. And if you're not that, there's other places that you might fit better. <laughs> yeah, I definitely appreciate the the honesty. It does make me sad, though. And it, it does, I think, evoke some emotions in me uh, that are unsettling. Um, wh- what do you think, Steph? What are your thoughts? A little torn on that statement since I... <laughs> And married to someone who is non-Asian. But gone. he said, if you're, if you're single and, yeah. And I would hope that he's thriving at this church. But, um, no, I could see there being discomfort, right, in coming in. And um, I think there have been visitors who have come um, of different race and um, would say, see, hope I'll see you next week and um, don't necessarily see them. And probably part of it is because they didn't feel like they fit in, just even from a... Um, a very initial just one outlook right and so um so that's hard i think you know in thinking about our church because um i think that's something that i've struggled with in our culture as well only because um i work at a title one school and so on monday through friday i'm seeing a completely different population than i do on sundays and so um even that is hard because wanting to bridge that wanting to expose the children in our ministry to um other types of children has been hard, right? Um, kids with special needs or um, um, lower income um, families, those aren't typically in our um, in our church population. Or I don't know if we're not in their radar or if we're, um, this isn't a place where they feel comfortable, but how do you make it a place where it's a little bit more inclusive, right? So that's kind of the culture part that I feel challenged on uh, within our church. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing. I think um, speaking of those on the margins, speaking of those um, who are maybe not on our radar, uh, a significant part of the film that um, and, and Dr. Shirley's story as well is that he is he was a gay man, and the film didn't touch on it a lot, but it was in there, and that's kind of where that line where uh, he says in the pouring rain, "If I'm not black enough, black enough. If I'm not white enough, if I'm not man enough, then tell me, Tony, who am I?" Uh, I think that's that man apart um, enough part was in reference to his sexuality. Um, and that's something for us that I think is, is important to address. And I, I understand that it, it's, it's nuanced. I think from a faith perspective, uh, there's potentially even more baggage, but uh, you know, when we talk about culture and things that we might not talk about, but are pretty integral to who we are and, and a person's ability to thrive in our community, I think that's a significant part of the discussion. Absolutely. And I, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Homosexuality and the church is and has been the most difficult topic to talk about um, for years now. And we're able to tackle it to some extent uh, a few years ago. But I do believe there's a time and place to bring that back up and, and see where we're at and um, be able to just dialogue honestly again of what does it mean? What does it look like? Uh, who are we as a church? Uh, 
and to be able to take healthy steps forward in this direction. Do you guys have any other thoughts on homosexuality and the church? I just think in light of, of Pride Week, uh, last week, and a lot of the conversations, I think, at least in my world that I'm surrounded with, you know, I I want to recognize that um, kind of a parallel to, to race and civil rights. Like, I think as an Asian American male, I have a little bit of ability when it comes to race to kind of be in the middle uh, to sort of facilitate a conversation. I think when it comes to um, issues of sexuality and the church, I'm a little less... Um, neutral like i'm as a straight male christian i'm sort of in that seat of privilege and influence and i know just inherently uh, whether that's my fault directly or the church's fault or whatever there, there's a lot of hurt i think in the lgbtq community um and i do want to um kind of walk that line w with care and grace um and I just think it's a really important space to, to engage people in. Um, and at the same time, recognizing that I, I'm not speaking from a neutral perspective either. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's inherently hurtful. Um, so, yeah, thanks for sharing, Nick. That's, uh, yeah, I think that's very important uh, for you to voice and for you as, you know, a leader to to be able to tell people what's you know what's on your mind what you've gone through your experiences your relationships what about you Steph I think the topic of homosexuality is kind of um has always been difficult with me I think um you know I have friends who are um who are homosexual or I um know people and care for people who are and um I think part of it is that identity piece and so I, um, I think I've always kind of struggled with, um, knowing how to, knowing how to love in a way where, um, I'm not inserting too much of my, you know, my Jesus opinions or, uh, whatever that might be. And so, um, so yeah, I think, um, you know, as a church though, it is our job to love inclusively. And I think Jesus would have done that. And I think, um, that's kind of where. Um, at some point I know I would release it, release it to the Lord and not, it wouldn't be about me. It would be about how, um, I care and love for that person. And so, um, yeah, that's always been a kind of a tough place to be in. Um, yeah. And I, I think from the movie too, when you said, um, when Nick, when you said genius is not enough, it takes courage to change people's heart. Um, I think, yeah, that's part of that's the part where I think as part of our church culture, I'm, um, I wonder, like, do we have enough courage? Mm -hmm. Um, are we using, are we, are we being bold? Um, yeah. like not just in our faith, but also just, um, in how we love people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks Steph. That's very insightful and, um, very powerful words. I appreciate your heart. Can we, can we stay on that? Just, just a little bit. One more, one more thought. I think, um, I think the Southern scene struck me so much because the white hosts were so kind and compassionate and polite in a certain way beyond what I'm, I, you know, as, as a West coast, Southern California kid, I'm not that nice, you know? So to be able to say things like, well, I, 
what can we do to accommodate you? You know, what can we do to, to help you? I mean, these are, these are longstanding club traditions. I'm sure you understand. And then you've got to be quick. And I think you have to be bold to be able to stand up to, to that and say, well, it doesn't matter how you sugarcoat it. It's wrong. And it's, it's unjust. And again, um, I mean, just for clarity, what makes this conversation hard is, is that we are ultimately a, what we're calling a, a non-affirming church where we say that God had an intent for human sexuality and all of us to a certain extent fall short of that and where we, how we live that out, how we grapple with that uh, is where the gray is. Um, mm. So kind of in these discussions, I don't want to make it seem like we're not sure where we stand do- doctrinally. We, we do, but it's in the nuance of the relationships where it gets messy. Um, but in one of those things where I, I wonder where we may have failed as those in quote unquote power, you know, in, in the church and talking about true culture would be if, if we ask certain certain individuals to remain celibate, how viable are we making that in our church community? So um, a lot of churches, including ours, have a huge emphasis on children's ministry and you guys do an amazing job. And and that's that's awesome. You know, I think that's great. But, you know, our church is very family centric. So for those who are not married, for those who do not have children, do they have a place? And, and is it a um, I think is it truly as 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 meaningful and significant and valued kind of as kind of your, your status quo young family? Yeah, thanks for opening that, that even more. <laughs> well, take two is a lot harder. I was about to wrap it up. and uh... <laughs> Nah, but that was really good to bring it back to a, a stance and understanding that this is who we are. But that doesn't solve everything. It doesn't make, <laughs> you know, the rest easy. There's still a lot of questions unanswered. There's still a lot of... Um, relationships that are here and near and need to be developed in the the right way and you know don't always know the that path so i think it's important i think it's good i think it's um vital that this conversation doesn't end you know it's it's something that um needs to be harnessed in the right way and and shared in the right times and with the right people. So I I do appreciate your your depth and insight, Nick, on um, where you're coming from and and just the stories that you've uh, been a part of. Yeah, thanks, I appreciate that. Any last thoughts, Steph, on the movie, the sermon, our church? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I think, um, well, just thank you for um, this last, uh, or starting the movie series off with them. something that we can really think about just where our identity is, um, but also really um, posing that challenge for us and thinking, you know, what's next, right? How can we be courageous next? And, you know, in line with the uncomfortable series, you know, helping <laughs> us to think about this in, um, in that frame, I think is, um, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, Steph. All right. And thank you both for being here. I appreciate you guys. Um, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, so I'm back again. Uh, thanks again for, for listening and, and taking the time. 
like I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is a, a podcast that we had to record twice. And so there are some things that I think in the spontaneity and the nuance of our conversation, uh, we either left out or sort of glossed over. So I'd just like to take a few moments to uh, make some things crystal clear. Um, as a church, Cerritos Baptist Church, we are absolutely inclusive of everybody, um, every race, every age, every ethnicity, uh, every sexual orientation. We want you to be here. And uh, that is uh, 100% the message that we want to send. And the nuance and the conversation uh, has to do with how well do we live up to that? What's our true culture? What would somebody say uh, who's on the margins of our culture? And um, yeah, I just want to make that that crystal clear, that it is our ideal, uh, it is the belief and the mission of our church that uh, we are radically inclusive. So thanks again for listening. Have a great day.